when you found it, say, Preacher, I got it. If you're still scrolling or looking, say, Preacher, hold on. Oh, y'all scared. <laughs> Hear now this word. Lamentations, the third chapter, the 21st verse. The prophet Jeremiah is sending us a spiritual text message from antiquity down to cornerstone. This is what he says. This I recall to my mind. Therefore, I have hope. It is of the Lord's mercy that we have not been consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. That's a lot and that's enough. Go on and take your seat. And if you will help me preach this morning, I simply, in the words of my, that Hebrew scholar, my soror and spellman sister, your homegirl, the Reverend Kimberly Russell, she'd simply tell you that this morning all I've come to do is put a moniker on this message and a hashtag on this homily that simply says, what I know for sure. What I know for sure. Mm. On September the 2nd, 2014, film critic Jean, Jean Siskel yeah. posited this question to media mogul Oprah Winfrey during an interview in attempts to understand her drive, her success, and the things that keep her fiercely shattering odds and relentlessly pursuing her passion. Right. Jean Siskel asked this question to Oprah, what do you know for sure. Oprah admits Cornerstone that in the moment after the asking of this question and the answering of this question, her soul took great pause after she thought of how best to respond. Quite frankly, it is recorded that this question threw her off balance as she thoughtfully sought to dig beneath the surface to get to the core, the quintessential core of what this question was asking. And somehow and in some way, from the first utterance of this question, Oprah in her magazine, month after month, still, five years and six years later, is still trying to answer the question, what do you know for sure? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm in Fayetteville, I know that half of y'all stuck. Y'all, y'all, uh, y'all went to Ticketmaster and prayed, uh, paid those high price tickets just to get a glimpse of Oprah. And I know that before <laughs> you can shout on Jesus and God, I've got to give you a little something familiar. Oprah, what do you say that you know for sure on age and wisdom? Oprah say? says every birthday you have to decide whether to mark it as the end of your greatest days. Mm. Or the beginning of your final hour. Yeah. On confidence and self-esteem. Oprah, what 
Do you know for sure? Yeah. Oprah says, Allison, tell the people at Cornerstone that they are built not to shrink down, but to bloom up and to blossom into what God has for them. Yeah. Oprah, what do you say on this last Sunday of Black History Month mm. of a new millennium? What What do you say about excellence? What do you know for sure? She says, you got to use what you have yeah. to yeah. run toward your best. And that is how you live your best life. Uh -huh. On finding your passion, Oprah, what do you know for sure? She says, the work of our lives is to discover our purpose and to get on with the business of living that. Yeah. On joy, yeah. Oprah, what do you know for sure? Yeah, yeah. She says, it makes no difference how many peaks you reach uh -huh. if there is no pleasure in your climb. Oh my. What do you know about perseverance? Uh, she said, problems, no matter how sophisticated you are, will make you holler mercy. Hallelujah. And when you yes. holler yes. mercy, yes. you Have understand mercy. that there are some things you can do by yourself. As we gather around this throne this morning, have no fear. God sent Reverend A.H.B. here not to just tell you wow. about what Oprah knows uh -huh. for sure, yeah. but I believe in participatory worship All right. Sunday morning is not just for spectation, well. but Sunday morning <laughs> is for participation. Yes. And I want to know each of you gathered in this sanctuary, what do you know for sure? Yeah. For in a world of uncertainty, mm. I've stopped by the Consideration, there are some things uh -huh. that you better know for sure. Yeah. When you turn on the, your news station and listen to those pontificating folk who are lying and is guised as the truth, the church is in a position where the church has got to know some things for sure so that we can speak truth to power. Yes, yeah. yes. And that our people might live. Yeah. I like Lamentations, Cornerstone, because according to the liturgical calendar, the historicity of Lamentations yeah. is right on time. Yeah. This is the last Sunday before the beginning of the Lenten season, yeah. when people yeah. the world over will lie to themselves and all of us yeah. about some stuff that they're trying to give up, oh. not so that they can be because they really don't really want to be better. Yeah. Lamentations is right on time. Yeah. As I look into uh, your eyes this morning, I know that there are some spiritual skeptics in the room uh, that's right. asking me, Reverend, your sermon sounds good already, but how am I supposed to know some things on, for sure? Uh, I got trouble on every side. Yeah. That ain't nothing new. God is a present help in the time yes, of trouble. You got some aches and pains in your body. That ain't nothing new. God is still a healer and a heart fixer and a mind regulator. You have maybe some financial issue. That ain't nothing new. Join the crowd. Take a number. And let's see how we fare together. Yeah. But there is something that we know 
For sure. Yeah. Can I teach the Bible? Yeah. I just started and I'm already through. Yeah. Lamentations is a compilation of books out of the Ketavim. The Ketavim, uh, Song of Solomon, Ruth, and Lamentations. The author of Lamentations is a country boy from the south side hill country of High Kalia called Jeremiah. Uh-huh. You know Jeremiah. Jeremiah is the prophet that says, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you and to give you hope and the future. I like Jeremiah because the same Jeremiah that talked about hope in Jeremiah is the same Jeremiah that in three verses of Lamentations reminds you one thing you know for sure is that you have hope. Now, why are you preaching Lamentations? before Lent, I'm glad you asked. Because in the ancient Near East, Lamentations was the book that the people read before they fasted. Oh my. Go Emerson, go. Lamentations, translated into Hebrew, is a word, E-K-A-H. And F-I, transliterated back into English, Means how? Oh. Go, Allison, go. A book that the people use before fasting. Yeah. And a book that means how is the book the Lord gave me to tell you what you know for sure. All right. If you do some Bible study, it's the hour of power. I got a few minutes left. Take the time. Lamentations is five chapters Uh in which the prophet ain't doing nothing but asking questions that begin with how. Show you better than I can tell you. How can the young people disregard the wisdom of the elders? Lamentations chapter 1. How are daughters dying in the streets from selling themselves? That's Lamentations 2. How are we to repent to a God that seems to have forgotten about us. Mm. That's Lamentations 3. Lamentations 4 and 5 follow the same thematic thing which he's asking God how. Can I throw a curveball to you? In all of the five chapters of Lamentations, guess what? What? God didn't say not a mumbling word. Oh my. Oh my. Out of all these questions. There is no record that God answered. In all of these chapters, amen, light bulbs, God didn't move no mountain. God didn't make no enemies fall. God didn't turn it around for your good. God did not do Yeah. Can I boil down your alley today to tell you that as mature as you are in your Christianity, there will come a time and a season in your life where you will be asking questions from God and God says nothing. Yeah. 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 What do you do? What do you do? When you need to know what you know for sure and God says nothing. What? What? I what? got questions. I don't have answers this morning. What What do you do? I'm glad you asked. Yes. You sit down in your situation. Yeah. You open up your eyes and turn the television off. Mm. You put your cell phone. 
next to you. Yeah. You take your finger on the quintessential reality of your existential experience. Yeah. And you press rewind on your own life. All right. And you see just how good God has been. Yes. Follow me to the text. That's where we find the prophet. The prophet is asking questions. The prophet uh, is down in his spirit. God ain't said nothing but a praise break. Mm-hmm. Erupts in the third chapter. All right. In three verses. I like the text this morning because some of you are in a season where it seems God ain't answering. Yeah. But I gave you, I came by this morning to give you a lifeline before I sweat my mohawk out yeah. to tell you there's a praise break. Yeah. If you just keep on reading, yeah. what is a praise break. Mm, uh-huh. What? A praise break happens when you sit long enough, uh-huh. even in the middle of chaos, uh-huh. yeah. to see God's goodness. No. Yeah. Hallelujah. Here is the prophet Jeremiah uh-huh. asking questions, and a praise breaks out. Mm. I'm not being redundant because I don't know where I'm going. I'm being redundant until it saturates your spirit. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have praise uh-huh. unless you learn how to sit with the mint. Yeah, yeah. Y'all still sleep? Let me help yeah. you. You can't really thank God. Yeah. Until you've had to doubt God. Oh my. You can't really praise God about God showing up until you come out of the desert. Say it, Reverend. Yes, say it, Reverend. You by yourself. Yes, Lord. Praise and the myth go together. And that's why when you're going through, you are not coming to sanctuary and keep your hallelujah to yourself. Because if I'm going through, somehow going through spirits have a way of linking up. And when you say hallelujah, you give me credence Yes. And some stuff. Yes. It's to consume me. Yes. And I am here to 
know for sure. The gentleman, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman and I'm a lady, take your seat. And if you just feel like shouting, you ain't going to disturb me. Because the truth of the matter is, all of us have been through something just this week. That should have halted our presence in this place. Great is God's faithfulness. His mercy is new every morning. Last thing I stopped by here on this hour of power to tell you that you ought to know for sure. That I picked up from the prophet here in Lamentations. It says, it's about to be lent. Y'all about to give up meat and sweets and be miserable. Let me help you. If your fasting makes you miserable, don't fast. If you have given up meat and you still cussing people out, eat the meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, say it, say it. If what you're giving up is not a sacrifice to God, and if you're giving something up that you're not going to replace with a spiritual discipline, then you're not fasting. A spiritual discipline. Yoga is a spiritual discipline. It causes you to steal your soul and your quiet. Reading the Bible, not on your app, but the old school Bible. Say it. Spiritual discipline, having set aside time before you pick up your cell phone and scroll through your through your social media feed, you will get down on bended knee or get in a corner in your room and give God God's time so that you can hear from God. For those of us that will fast, here's a word of what I need you to know for sure before you start. Right there in verse uh, number 24. It says, the Lord is your portion. Therefore, you still have hope. The Lord. Notice the intentionality of the text. There is an uppercase L. Mm-hmm. Which lets you know which Lord is your portion. Yeah, that's right. Many of us have substituted the uppercase for the Lord. Mm. We made our jobs, Lord. Mm. We made our finances, Lord. Mm. We made the neighborhoods in which we live, Lord. Mm. We made our statuses, mm. Lord. Right. We made our looks, Lord. Mm. We made our connections, Lord. Mm. But in the middle of lament, the prophet sets us straight to say that it is the Lord. Ooh, if my grandmama were here, she'd say, Allison, tell them which Lord you're talking about. The Lord. Strong and mighty. The Lord. Mighty in battle. The Lord. The one that's light and the one that's salvation. The Lord. The one in whom I fear. Because in fearing him is the beginning of my wisdom. The Lord. The one who's light upon a path. The Lord who's hope for the hopeless. The Lord who's the dryer of your tears. The Lord who's the orderer of your steps. The Lord at his name demons tremble. What Lord are you talking about? The one who can speak and things will stop. The one who will move and will move out of the way. The Lord. The Lord. Yeah, 
Elohim. El Shaddai. The Lord is. Don't read the text too fast. Is is a present tense. Helping birth. The Lord is. Is already a complete thought. So because our English major, Sister Teresa, uh, it is a complete thought. Mm. You can insert anything on the back side of that is, and it will work. Let me show you what I'm working with. Do it, do it. The Lord is great. The Lord is mighty. The Lord is loving kindness. The Lord is a way maker. The Lord is a, a mountain mover. You insert it for yourself. The Lord is keeping me. The Lord is a promise keeper. The Lord supply is a supplier of all of my needs. The Lord is the adjudicator for all of my mess. The Lord. All of that is good, but the prophet wants me to give you an instance of the Lord that you can run on with. What? The Lord is... My portion. My portion. Come on. My portion. Amen, light bulbs. Amen. Amen. The Lord is my, my. You can't take it away. Because it's mine. You can't make me sell it. Because it's mine. You can't liquidate it because I'm not acquiescing to your insecurity. It's mine. And when something is yours, you gotta say it with the assurance that you know it's yours. For sure. The Lord is your portion. Whatever you need, the Lord's got it. Whatever you stand in need of, the Lord, I'm not being redundant just because I'm being redundant so that it saturates your spirit. There is nothing that you need that the Lord can't pour you out your portion. And because the Lord is your portion, you still got hope. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. But as I get ready to shoot the deuces, come to me to tell you there are some things that you got to know for sure. I'm thoughtful this morning of the ways God is leading me and leading you. And there's some things we got to know for sure. I don't have the answers. I just got the questions. I, like you, am a little fatigued and we ain't started fasting yet. I, like you, am a little worn down. There's there's so much left to do and so much that I've already left undone. I, like you, am listening for God's direction. I, like you, am seeking courage and strength. For the journey ahead. Yes. I like you am hopeful that the best is still yet to come. Yes. yes. I like you am prayerful that the Lord will keep looking past my faults. Yes. And seeing my knees. I, I like you am thankful that the anointing of God is my portion and it rests on my life and your life too. I, like you this morning, am grateful that the Lord has chosen us to be vessels of his praise one more time. Mm -hmm. I, like you, am discerning the next best steps for my life. I, like you, am truthful that the dreams, all my dreams have not been realized. Mm -hmm. 
because all my work ethic have not been excellent. And in this season of pruning and preparation, I, like you, need to tighten it up. So that we can go where God is leading us to go. I, like you, this morning, am sure that my devotion needs to be a constant priority in order for God to get out of us. All that God has put into us. Mm. And in order to make the uncertainty of these conditionals certain, Mm -hmm. there are some things we have to know for sure. It is by God's mercy we have not been consumed. That's right. For great has been God's faithfulness. His mercies have been new every morning. Yes. The Lord is our portion. And therefore, we got hope. I know I'm in a Baptist church. That was a Presbyterian sermon. No, no. But let me give you a little Baptist clothes to help me out. I got my Presbyterian folks in the back. When I think about hope, I look at my boo and my babe. They together are the epitome of hope. Uh, My son, Andrew James Brooks II. Unfortunately, Andrew, is the consequence of being a pre-K kid. Your life becomes a sermon illustration. I apologize in advance. (laughs) Uh, My son is the connect for champion. And in uh, in our house, in our house, it ain't on Facebook. <laughs> He's a connect for champion in our house. And over New Year's, we went to uh, to New Jersey to my husband's side of the family to bring in the New Year. Now my son is so astute. I mean, got a bronze medal at the at the science fair. I mean, he's an engineer budding on on the ride. But there's just some certain small things that I'm not sure have yet connected. Mm. So we're going out of town for four days. Mm. There's some things that you need when you go out of town for four days. (laughs) When I look in his bag, y'all, the only two things he had for a four-day trip (laughs) was the charger to his cell phone and the connect for a game. Oh, my. No toothbrush, no toothpaste, no underwear, no sock, no... A connected charger and a game called Connect 4. All right. Andrew got to the table, and after dinner was served and the table was spread, Andrew looked at his aunts, who were all over 80, and said, who wants to play Connect 4? <laughs> uh, the auntie said, man, I know I'm going to never play it again before it's yeah. You must show me how to play it again. Translation, we ain't never played Connect 4, boy. Show us how to play the game. AJ sits at the table that has the, uh, the white tablecloth and the plastic over it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And sits down and separates the chips of Connect 4. Yeah. For those of you who haven't played in a while, let me level the playing field. There's a blue case. Yeah. It's got about 20-something slots. Mm. Two chips. Not poker chips, regular chips. Yeah. Yellow and red. Yeah. One player sits on one side with one color. And the other sits on the other side with another color. And the goal is to not to be strategic about where you place your chips so that in the end of the game, you'll have four things that line up and 
you get the W. Right. Oh, meet me where I'm going. AJ sat at the dinner table with the white tablecloth and the plastic over the top. <laughs> and 26 people later, AJ had beat them all. Oh, my. At this moment, we had run out of people to play. Yeah. And so his cousin comes in. Big bad, 275 pounds, six cents, bodyguard for 50 cents. We call him Double D. <laughs> Sits down at the table with my nice eight-year-old, who has just schooled a room full of people and beat them in Connect Four. Yeah. Sat down at the table, y'all, and the unthinkable happened. What happened? The Connect Four champion no. lost. Oh, no. In six minutes or less. Oh, no. The Connect Four champion that once had all the power and the poise, and when he beat people, he uh, he uh, internalized his auntie down and said, bye-bye, had now lost, ran upstairs to the land of no more. Oh. It's his game, and he got beat after beating 26 people. Right. I looked at his daddy, y'all. Wanted to see how this was going to play out. <laughs> One, two, three, four, 15 minutes went by. AJ was still upstairs praying. Right, AJ? He wasn't crying. He was praying. <laughs> His daddy sat in the seat, told everybody in the house, I'm coming down to avenge my son's loss. Oh, my. His daddy didn't say a word. But 26 more people got beat because his daddy stepped in the hot seat. Yeah, yeah. See me where I'm going in a game called Connect Four. Yes. And when Andrew had beat, beaten everybody and gotten back around to big old 27566 Darnell. Right. Andrew called the pause in a game. Yeah. Went upstairs, got his son. Yeah. Who bored him name. Right. Dusted him off and put him in the seat. All right. And he said, Andrew, connect for oh, right. Come here, cornerstone. I'm here today to tell you yes. that what you know for sure yes. is much like the game of connect for. Yes. But the prophet in Lamentations uh-huh. wants you to know that no matter how much you've lost yes. and no matter how big opponent. As you go into this season of your life, you got a daddy and you bear your daddy's name. And as long as you are willing to keep on playing and keep on connecting, God will give you what you need. And when you need God to show up, God will come down into your situation. Until it's time for you to play again and set up the scene and 